today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. The conservative leadership race, which is just kind of humming along uh, with 14 candidates. <laughs> it's remarkable. I watched uh, part of the French language debate uh, the other day. Of course, that was Kevin O'Leary was not part of that because he... Well, he announced the day after that, but uh, he uh, has in the past told us, of course, about his uh, his desire to learn how to speak French. Uh, and if he's actually going to be taking lessons on that, my suggestion is he's probably about another six or seven of those candidates could probably go along on those lessons with him because they're not doing very well at it. But with that leadership race coming up right now, how important is bilingualism? Let's bring Steve Pakin in. He blogged about this on his uh, blog today. Steve, of course, is host of The Agenda, which is seen every weeknight on uh, TVO. Steve, welcome to the program. Good to have you back here. Always a delight to be with you on my hometown radio station, Bill. Thanks so much. Let me ask, before we even get into the conservative thing, uh, congratulations. I understand you're in third printing now of your Bill Davis book. That is true. Yeah, the first two printings went uh, pretty smoothly over just a couple of months, and uh, printing number three should be ready uh, next week. And um, uh, I, I couldn't be more thrilled. You know, you always take a bit of a risk when you're writing a book about yeah. somebody who's been out of public life for more than 30 years. Uh, but apparently there is quite an appetite to find out what uh, the former Premier of Ontario did during the 14 years he was there. Well, it's a, it's a fabulous book, great story, and, and I mean, Bill Davis is an incredible person anyway. And, you know, it's it, I'm not surprised at this success. I mean, you know, you've, you've written some fabulous books in the past, but this one just really seemed to hit the nail on the head. And uh, Timing is everything, isn't it, Steve, when you release these things? I mean, I think, I think there's a, a greater awareness of politics and, and political figures these days than there was even maybe five or six years ago. Yeah, we have so many more ways of communicating nowadays with social media and so on, and, and that, that's one of the great sources of feedback that I get because I actually have over the last few weeks been sort of traveling all over the province, uh, you know, a little bit, a day here, a day there, and uh, getting to places like Pembroke and Sault Ste. Marie and London, and, and uh, the wonderful feedback you get on Facebook or on Twitter, um, Instagram, these kinds of things, to... Um, you know, to the stories that you put out there, to the, you know, there's sort of two different kinds of reactions. One is, is great nostalgia from people who are sort of 50, 55 years and older, who, who remember firsthand Mr. Davis's years as premier. And, and if you're a little older than that, you remember when he was education minister in the 1960s. But then besides that, you, you've got new, younger people or new Canadians who know nothing about him. You know, as I say, out of public life for 30 years and are intrigued to learn all of the stories surrounding him and all of the achievements that he's associated with, the college system, the Constitution, TVO, for goodness sakes. I mean, the list is really quite endless. Well, it is. We just did a show at Mohawk College last week celebrating their anniversary, and, and of course, Bill Davis's name comes up. I mean, that was really his baby, wasn't it? This, this whole uh, yes, idea of community colleges. Absolutely. He was the education minister in 1966. They're, they're sort of in the midst of a year-long 50th anniversary celebration, and I'm actually going to be at Mohawk. Thanks for reminding me. Uh, February 9th, I'm going to be at Mohawk uh, giving a talk about the Bill Davis book, and if you uh, probably if you go to Mohawk's uh, website, you'll probably be able to find something, or just Google my name and Mohawk College, and you'll see something come up in case you want to come out and hear the story about Bill Davis and buy a book. Yeah, I think it is on their website, as a matter of fact. I, I know I've seen it on social media, but I think they've got it posted up there as well. Our good friend Hillary Dawson up there was publicizing that the other day. All right, right. listen, I, I, I love the blog. It's, it's called Where are the Truly Bilingual Federal Conservative Leadership Candidates? And as I was reading it uh, this morning, Steve, it, it conjured up memories of, of, of some of the past leaders, both conservative and 
and liberal uh, that have been in the PMO, and uh, and there there some attempt at fractured French. Others were pretty good at bilingualism, but uh, the one that you didn't mention that I always remember it, it was John Diefenbaker trying to uh, <laughs> trying to be bilingual. And uh, Richard Little, of course, uh, probably one of the best impressions we've ever produced in this country. Always did a great Dief, uh, but it's. I think now and I, I, that we're at the stage where I think pol- politicians, especially that aspire to that office, understand that you've got to be bilingual if you want the big job. Well, that is the huge question because the certainly, as you point out, 14 candidates coming forward for the Conservative Party of Canada right now, and not a one, not a one, can speak both official languages of the country as well as, say, Brian Mulroney could, or Justin Trudeau, for that matter, can, or his father, Pierre Trudeau, could. Uh, or Jean Charest, for example, from uh, the province of Quebec, mm-hmm. uh, former PC party leader and former Quebec premier. Or Bernard Lord, for example, who's a former New Brunswick premier and um, you know, raised by an uh, Anglophone father and a Francophone mother, is, is perfect in both official languages. Uh, none of the 14 candidates has that ability to speak both official languages of the country that well. Uh, it's not to say none of them is functionally bilingual. Some of them are, not very many, but some of them are. Uh, but it it does. I mean, I guess I wrote the thing because it points to the fact that that clearly, um, for whatever reason, uh, those who are attracted to the Conservative Party leadership today do not feel that that perfection in both of our official languages is important. Uh, and apparently, um, you know, someone's going to win who's not going to have Mulroney's or Trudeau's French. Um, and uh, and so clearly, this is not as big a priority as it once was. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play, and listen to the Bill Kelly Show weekdays from nine to noon on AM nine hundred CHML.